Greetings, everyone. This is the Sound Off Options Directions for Truth show with Richard Takumi Guy and Sherry Edwards. Good evening, Sherry. Good evening, Richard. And we're really going to talk about the truth this evening and how it will uh, set us free because I think that when we tell a lie, it poisons our own body. Oh, I forgot. I was going to give you a quiz when we first started that we're going to talk about something that saves you a lot of time, a lot of grief, a lot of money, a lot of reputation. I was going to ask you, what do you think that would be, Richard, that we'd be talking about? The truth. About? Try the truth <laughs> yeah. for a change. Yeah, what about that? Yeah. <laughs> the right answer. I, it, takes a lot less, it takes a lot less maintenance to maintain the truth. You know, you don't have to remember what you said. You don't have to remember. It's amazing. It's, time, it's a time saver as well. Or who you said it to? Yeah. But right. why do you, why do you think the truth is important other than just saving you time? Why do we want the truth? Uh, I don't know. I'm not a lying person, so it's I don't understand the function of a lie. How lies start? What the you know what? What? If people are lying, they have an agenda. No, I didn't have an affair with that woman. If that's the beginning of the lie, then it's just this whole pile of things that occurs. So it's it's not my way of thinking. I, I don't, you know, the truth is just so much easier. Just speak the truth. Yeah. Well, the same questions I just asked Richard, I'm going to ask our audience. I'm going to ask them to become part of the show right after we make a couple of announcements. Uh, as you know, for our Sunday show, um, our guest had trouble getting to us, or we had trouble getting to him, um, so we will reschedule, uh, is it David, Dr. David Lewis, and he's going to talk to us about science for sale and how people lie about the science they do for money. So we're coming to you from the Institute of Bioacoustic Biology and Sound Health, and that's where we stick a microphone in front of your face and see what frequencies are coming out your mouth. And we put that in our computer, and we look at it, and we've done it for many people through the years, and we're going to ask our audience who they would like to see. So if you're in the chat, um, go ahead and put in a name or if you have a question. We can open your mic and you can ask your question directly. Jocelyn already said to maintain integrity. That's a good reason for telling the truth. Um, I have no announcements. I We talked about the little baby that was sick uh, on Sunday. Well, he died, I think, on Monday. I'm looking forward to the autopsy. That's a horrible thing to say because they... <laughs> They didn't know what was wrong with him, and I think they now can find out. Maybe it'll help save the next baby that comes along that shows those same symptoms. He was a little boy, 18 months old or something, on there in uh, England that the English government and a hospital took and wouldn't let the parents take him anywhere else, wouldn't let any um, experts come in and Look at the baby. It's sort of about health freedom, sort of all about health freedom and and how the government can interfere 
And that's one of the things that we want to talk about with the truth, about, about freedom. And Richard talked about how it just brings you freedom of mind because every lie you tell um, messes up your body and you don't... It causes you to be sick, like it's some kind of virus or something, but there's much more to it than that. We had a class last night that was absolutely phenomenal. Were you there, Larry? I see you here as audience. Were you at class last night where we have a portal? You can type in soundhealthportal.com. And you can become a part of it, and you can get vocal prints for free and learn how to do this. That's another way to set ourselves free, because I'm convinced that whoever controls health controls your freedom, controls your quality of life. Anybody on with us who were at that class tonight? Well, I've made a little video of it, and any of you want a copy of it, just write to me or put it in chat here. And we will send you the link to download it. It was a pretty incredible class about how people can maintain their health with very, very little effort. We are going to, um, okay, Jocelyn, we'll get that to you. Um, we're going to talk about truth and how to look at the truth. And one of the things that Richard has stood on all the time I have known him is the truth about our health and our environment, oh, the love of Mother Earth, the love of herbs of Mother Earth. So, Richard, do you have any announcements like that that you want to um, cover before we start to ask the hard questions? No, I'm excited because I know one of the vocal prints you're going to look at, so I have no announcements, but I'm excited to get, see about that vocal print. And there might be some ranting around it. I warn people now. <laughs> but I'm okay. excited. <laughs> okay, my first big question to you is what makes you feel comfortable? What makes you hmm. feel okay? I, it's funny, it's two categories, dogs, and I'm kind of like a pigeon had a uh, pigeon. Einstein had pigeons. He would go to the park and sit with pigeons, and the pigeons would make him feel calm and at ease. And for me, uh, I like dogs a lot. They always make me feel good because they're so in the moment and so like, what's that? And they're just right there. And also being in nature. I really feel great when I'm in nature. And they got, the dog has your back. Anything's going to get you, it's going to protect you, right? Yeah. Yep. I have very good rapport with dogs. People, I know I seem conversational and everything. People, I'm not as good as I am with dogs. <laughs> how about uh, having enough food? Think about how animals and fish, they have to hunt for food every day, and they never know where it's coming from. Wouldn't that worry you? Yeah. I've been down to, you know, buying cheap burgers. It's been a long time, but, you know, cheap burgers at McDonald's or, you know, when I was just incredibly broke. And it's it's a, unbelievably stressful. So having food, having, you know, some kind of nutrition available is, you know, sometimes dangerous because you can just walk to the fridge and shove something in your face. Uh, but in terms of, 
you know, water, warmth, clean water, clean air, clean light, and I'm at ease, and a microphone. <laughs> that's a very, very special. That's a very special category. I know. What happened when all these fires and floods, all within the same month or so, were threatening you? Your your physical safety ness. Is that? Can you put that in some kind of order? Food or safety? Um, it was mostly safety because for at least uh, ten days solid really solid, and then more than 20, because it was so many fires surrounding the area, and the town that I'm in was kind of in the middle of a lot of them. I'm in the part of the fires, I'm south of the area where about a thousand homes were burned, and the fire came within just about two to three miles of where I live, so you could actually see flames on the crest above the hill, and you look at your house and you think, okay, I need to evacuate because the sheriffs are driving around telling you to evacuate. And you look around and you think, what am I taking now? Because that's it. It's now. It's not like, I get to pack and think about it. You have to think about what you're taking now. And it's extraordinarily stressful. I've been through earthquakes, which are horrifically stressful, but you don't have to necessarily evacuate from an earthquake. With the fire, it was threatening, and there was never a time during at least 10 to 15 days where I would be able to sleep at night casually because you'd smell smoke or hear something and immediately sit bolt upright and have to look around to see if there was danger or if somebody was telling you to evacuate. So that was really bad. Food was less of a concern. Food wasn't as much of a concern um, because you're in such a stressed state you're not remembering to eat anyway. Well, you had water up to your door Yep. and fire... Fire in your face. Yep. Think about that stress and and see if you can feel it or describe it in opposition to when somebody that you care about lies to you and just totally betrays you. Where does that stand in your hierarchy and how does that feel? Well, the threat of fire is stronger uh, or earthquake is stronger because it's actual loss of life. But it's really next door. When I feel them, but when I close my eyes and I think about how I felt in the fire, I know that my whole center, uh, they would call it the third or fourth chakra, sort of the diaphragm was tighter and you'd forget to breathe. And I'm certain that was exacerbated by the fact that there were all those toxins in the air. That didn't help. But over the, the overall relentless fear of that and the kind of, I can't say threat, but energetic energy of somebody lying to me hits me in the same arena, sort of, you know, mid-diaphragm. It's a, it, depending upon who it is, little lying or just dumb lying, or I almost used a bad word, uh, being stupid lying, uh, just pisses me off because it's a waste of time for everybody. And But major lying really does hit me in the same area, just not with the strength of threat of life. Emotion, somebody lying to me and trying to manipulate me, that's what I resent. But when somebody betrays a trust or withholds information that's really important for me to make a decision, I feel that physically in my guts, like you're saying, and in my heart. 
my my heart feels broken and empty when somebody betrays that trust. And I can't figure out why if trust or lack of trust, withholding of trust, lies, why that feels so bad, why humans do it. Why do you think, well, animals lie too, but why do you think humans lie? Is there a good lie? I think there can be, I'll use the term white lies, although I'm never quite sure what the actual definition is. It's sort of like, I'll use, I, I'm not picking on any gender. It's the classic, you know, well, I'll say it this way. Uh, you know, is this my color? How do I look? Do You You know, you're not going to, well, you look old and fat. Your face is wrinkled and blah, you know, you're not going to be, you know, a white lie is you look tired or you, it's not your color. You're being polite. You're being mannerly. You're being kind. You're being supportive. Um, and sometimes some people, really hardcore people, uh, people who live on a different kind of edge of truth, I think could be tricky because they don't want to be polite, what I would call polite or mannerly. So I think that's a white lie. Well, sometimes people tell you you look bad when you really look great just so they can have the power. So there's yes. some power stuff in here too. I think my need for for truth is about so I know where to start from here with all of the information that I need to take the step forward. When I listen to some of these commercials on TV and they spin things and they say, silver is the lowest it's been in years. Now is the time to buy. Well, they forget to tell you silver is still going down. That's probably not a good time to buy. So that spin of what's going on is really what we need to learn to watch out for. And we're going to talk a little bit about that and use a computer program that we've been giving away to the people for years and years called Nano Voice, Little Voice. And we're going to demonstrate it this evening. And we're going to also ask our audience, would you please put in the chat here and over with Richard who you would like to know about, the truth about somebody? And I asked Richard this before the show. I said, if you could know the truth about anybody dead or alive, as long as we had a a video or recording of them, who would it be? And I don't know if you answered me or not, Richard. I didn't answer you, but I was excited to hear the answer. Uh, When you first asked me, I thought, I'd like to know the truth of Orson Welles because he was such a huge person in the world and had an amazing presence. But I'm very excited. Uh, You're right. The second one might be, oddly enough, might be the ever-amazing, always-stunning Scott Pruitt. I would be fascinated to know what he thinks he's saying. Well, we're going to teach people about Scott Pruitt tonight uh, and his whistleblower and show people how to use this little nano voice program. He's Scott Pruitt is a elected official. Yes, we have a lot about Obama that we're gonna to share tonight. He's but he's an appointed still, he's an appointed official. He's not elected, he's appointed. Didn't he come through a being elected? No, or we didn't vote for him. No, he was appointed by Trump. We didn't vote for him. He was just an appointee. Okay. Well, can you name the two categories that do the most lying? 
Well, actually, there's three, but that's okay. Um, can you guess who they are? Um, I'm going to have to put politicians up in the top two, and then yes. more politicians. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then wait, uh, maybe financial advisors, not financial advisors, stockbrokers. I don't know anybody in the stock market. I'm not sure. Lawyers were the very first vote one. Wow. Lawyers, and they're supposed to be the one telling the truth, but lawyers do things in such a way that it's not a lie. Paul Offit, yes, we have Paul Offit, Jocelyn. People are putting things in the chat here. I'm responding to. Um, I just lost my train of thought there when I went to Paul. Oh, lawyers. Think about this question, and you've seen it on TV. I know you have. And lawyers depend on you not knowing the answer to this. You're on the stand um, testifying, and you ask a question. The lawyer says, I'll ask the questions here. And it intimidates you, and you shut up. Well, you didn't promise not to ask a question. You promised to tell the truth. And so instead of being intimidated by the law, you say, Mr. Lawyer person, I committed to tell the truth. I did not commit to not answering your question so you can just get off that jag. And it just throws them for an absolute loop when you talk back to them that way. Because... Listen to the situation. You put your hand on a Bible and you promise to tell the truth. You didn't promise not to ask a question. So careful, careful listening and to your own actions to what's going on. Another one a lawyer said, this actually happened in court. This was not a TV show. I'm on the stand and this lawyer says, would you be surprised if I told you that such and such brochure, government official, blah, blah, said such and such and you should have done it this way? And I said, that's not the truth. I gave you that pamphlet. That's not what it says. So, yes, I would be absolutely surprised. And I gave it to you and watched you read it. So you should have known better than to ask me that question in that way. But look at what he did. Would you be surprised? Didn't have a thing to do with the truth. But look at how he tried to get his point across that I should have known that this is the law. It was a total, what do you call a big fat lie? <laughs> it was a totally a misdirect, a spin. So don't let people do that to you. And think about how even you answer things. Um, I wrote a bunch of these down before we started, and now I can't think of all of them. Um, The third category, first was lawyers, then elected officials, and then parents to kids and kids to parents. Oh, yeah. Oh, the, the press, Joan says, and how they lead. It could be. It could be that there was a... um. I can't be polite about this. There could be that people that pee on each other in the Moscow hotel could be not a one scintilla of truth that there is. So listen to how you talk because it poisons you and listen to how people talk to you. 
a lot of people, uh, did you do that? Now, why would I do that? They're skirting the issue. I didn't ask you why. I asked you, did you do it? And you have to go back and look at every nuance of what they're saying to you. Again and again, people don't listen to what is not being said. I'm really interested in why people lie. Is it power? Is it prestige? Is it to save your honor? To get out of trouble? To save money? Are untruths, is that a lie? And if Richard is saying, well, you look ugly, because that was the question answered, but he's if somebody said, well, how does I look? And you just say, just perfect for the situation. Is that a lie? <laughs> no, but I'll use that sometime. <laughs> <laughs> if I go into a room and I say, well, how it is it? how is it in here? And one person says, it's really cold and a lot of people argue. And this other person says, it's wonderful. The temperature is perfect. Which one is lying? Context is the trickiest part of this whole conversation. Everybody, you know, when I think about you talking about attorneys lying, I think one of the things that they must learn in school is how they can focus into the context that's appropriate for what they're trying to steer toward. As you said, somebody, you can walk into a room and ask them a question. For one person, it's like, this is the best event I've ever been to. The speaker is phenomenal. And then you go to somebody else and they're all like, rah, 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 bad, lying, no good, it's too cold. So it's all context. (laughs) Absolutely. And remember, too, that the police are allowed to lie to you, but you are not allowed to lie to the police. And there are things that you can listen for in commercials and when the police are talking to you to know whether or not they're lying. And it takes a trained ear. When we're going to, as we're going to look at this little nano voice, I was approached by the government and they wanted me to create a nano voice that could tell when you were lying. They were going to use it in the Department of Justice and they were going to use it to interrogate people. And I felt like that was an unlevel field to be playing in. So if I can teach you how to look at or listen for someone's voice, there is a a softness, and I don't know how to describe it unless you can't hear it. I mean, unless you actually hear this in a commercial. I'm going to try to to tell a lie. Um, I can't even I can't think of a lie. Uh this this room is beautiful and clean. Uh that wasn't a lie. <laughs> because you have to have something invested in the outcome. But there's something called jitter that leaves the voice when someone is lying. Now, people who are very good actors uh, Robin Williams, for one, was a wonderful person that <laughs> Mrs. Godfeller or whatever it is, he was telling the truth. Every line he was saying, he was telling the truth. Good actors could get around this. The other one was that guy on the cuckoo's nest. Um, Jack and I Nicholson? Can't remember. Jack Nicholson. He 
was very convincing, and he had these extra layers in his voice, and you could hear like the the letters had sounds around it. I wish I could tell a lie here. Um, I mean, look over here. There's another way to tell a lie, and that's from the perspective of biochemistry. Ah, I did it. Biochemistry. Did you listen to that word? It had no flavor to it. It was a a raw, scientific, nothing word. Let's see if I could do it again. Biochemistry. Oh, almost. But did you hear the part where there was no um, influence, no flavor? It was raw letters and a, a raw word. Am I just... Not being able to explain this, Richard. I can hear it. That's the because I've listened to you for thousands of hours, <laughs> which into itself is like wow. Uh, I can hear it when it when you have no effect to the tone of what you're saying. So yeah, is no, that I what heard it. it. There's no affect. I think so. Yeah. Well, it's not affect. Okay. Affect makes it sound like you're trying to do an accent or something. I mean, there's no. It's just, like you said, it's flat. It's just a word. It has no emotion. I guess I would call that emotion. It has no emotion behind it. It's just a flat word. Flat's a good word for it. Do you yeah. know there is a, a biochemical that causes you to be able to lie with a straight face and you'll pass a lie detector test? It's a biochemical called MAOA. And they actually have articles about it. I think I looked it up. Here it is. Scholarly articles of MAOA criminal behavior. A so-called warrior gene comprises particular variations in the X chromosome gene that produces monoamine oxidase A, an enzyme that affects the neurotransmitter dopamine. Boy, I got part of dopamine without an affect. Norepinephrine and serotonin. It's a difference in talking to somebody and a difference in reading. Now, I'll try to just read this. The variants known collectively as MAOAL produce human MAO knockouts with a low level of this enzyme. I couldn't even read that. There was still um, influence or, or nuance in it. Kim Jong-un has this gene. Does that explain anything? He can do things without feeling. They lack empathy. And if you lack empathy, lying doesn't make a difference. You can lie and never know what's going on because you really don't care. A lack of empathy, and you could beat this lie detector test that we're going to talk to you about. But as you are working with your family and they're not knowing that you're testing them or whatever, you have to be consciously trying to deceive or be a good actor in whatever is going on. So this little program is called the Nano Voice, and we've used it on the show many, many times. Uh, Richard, do you want to make a comment about the Nano Voice, or I should just go on? No, no, I just, uh, the nano voice, you know, if we measured Sherry's voice, I think we'd find she's crazy because she gives this nano voice away. I just think it's the most amazing little, you know, it's the train that can. 
Um, I'm not sure what that is. But, I mean, it's just it's an amazing program that once you use it on a regular basis, it's a little lumpy at first to kind of like, okay, I have to record this here and I have to do that there. But the Nano Voice, I use the Nano Voice as much as more than anything because I'll do a vocal record. I'll record my voice for 30 seconds, put it in the Nano Voice, put that over there. I'll eat a supplement or eat a food, take a supplement. 20 minutes later, half hour later, I'll take a Nano Voice vocal print again and I'll compare the two. And I might be not knowing what I'm looking at, but I'll see if there's a shift. I mean, it's that alone is an amazing thing just to be able to see like, well, did that make this get better or this get worse? Or, you know, I just think the Mano voice is a great tool. Free. See, <laughs> yes, nanovoice.org and you can download it. And there's a little Nano voice manual there. There's a bigger one if you want. Um, and it's all free because I feel like people have a right to know they're being lied to. And I think that's a lot of what our legal system, our government system, our marketing system is based on lies and spin. And I think if we could get back to the place where we could tell the truth, mostly we know. We just don't have that deep um, knowledge or investment in this is the truth. And I'm going to act on my truth, not what you're saying to me. You know, it's not raining here you know that's a big question for some people if maybe if you're blind and is it raining um i'm trying to say a sentence without emotion in it it's not i'm I'm not doing very well i should just quit that line of questioning okay steve says emotionless like computer generated voices have you noticed now that they have a little hum behind computer-generated voices, especially the recordings of them, where they these robocall things that are a lot of times computer voices. The other thing they're doing, they're catching on, they're putting music behind these videos. So what we're going to look at this evening, and you're looking at a, a woman with a, a microphone in front of her face, and we're going to look at that and then try to figure out what that means. So with the little nano voice, you'll be looking at... um, I just moved something. I shouldn't have. You'll be looking at vocal prints across uh, 12 notes, and they will be colors of what's going on. Now, this happens to be mostly green. And green means accomplishment. So it's like growing trees and farmers and uh, counterfeiters, you know, growing money. Green, for a purpose, always for a purpose. So you're going to learn about how to look at each of these columns. There will be blue for emotion, green for do and accomplish, red for react, and yellow for think. And you can remember that think when uh, there's a little yellow light bulb um, above cartoons' heads. And I have a link for you. I'll put this in the chat. Each of the notes means something else. This is a link you can download. 
each of these notes that we're going to talk about, F is the balance between perception and action, and B is a love of um, other people on a grand scale, and it, it's nerves. And so all of these notes that you're talking about mean something else. And as we look at each of these um Back to each of these issues. I'm having trouble talking tonight. How tall are these little columns? You see, C is very, very little. And that uh, graph I just showed, C is ego. So this person has very little ego when they're talking about the state of the economy. Now, Obama can get into a very robot voice. If you want to hear the most robot voice of Obama ever, it's about that kid that got his head chopped off. He said, I'm sorry for your family. I'm sorry, blah, blah, blah. And then he, behind him is his golf cart, and off he goes. He didn't mean a word of it. So how important is that when you're having a conversation with somebody that you can believe that salesman, you can believe that person you think you're going to vote for, you can believe your kid, where were they? How much does the truth matter in each of those situations? So we're going to look at the colors of each of the notes. We're going to look at fact, yellow, lawyer type, red, future fireman. So we're going to look at those two top ones as head. Mental in your head, the reaction, fireman, it's spontaneousness. It's glib, it's in their head. And the bottom stuff is minister and farmer. They're all from a gut level perspective. So here's, you take a little snip here, uh, a picture of your screen, this is a good one. Think, react, accomplish, feel. So just a little bit of interpretation there as we go on. Okay, here's Obama talking about economic hope. What is he a combination of? Right side of the chart is right-brained, holistic, creative. Left side of the brain is facts, logical, linear. So he's kind of in the middle, but he's a mixture of yellow, head, green, gut. So he can assess a situation really well. He can change with the situation. Here is Obama on the war. How does he huh, how does he think about war? This shows he's not feeling about war. There's no blue here. But how does he think about it? Here's somebody who plagiarized a, a poster. And you can see all red spontaneous on the right side and yellow on the left side, and nothing in the middle. This is a guy that can pretend to be whatever they want. You see this in your kid, and they have a whole structure for themselves and one over here for you. This is not a split personality, sort of a dissociative, and they I'm trying to make it clear, stay out of their stuff. There's two people in there. This is the cameraman that the former person stole from 
And you can tell he doesn't much care whether the guy sold from him or not. He's not interested even answering the questions. Mostly he's into the creative stuff, the emotional, spontaneous. He sees something beautiful and he goes for it. Now, all of this stuff I'm telling you is in that little um, notebook. The next one I want to go to is... uh, Hank Greenberg... Wasn't he the head of the money market stuff? I think so. AIG, yeah, that's a financial something or other, AIG. And he's talking about um, when he was there, there's no contracts. It was all based on performance. What a crock. (laughs) All this stuff that's empty, he is withholding. You get this in your your kid. They're withholding information. What are they withholding? Words, where they were, where they spent money, where they physically were, um, what they were creating. You can look at that chart and compare it to what's going on, but we're actually going to use all of this. Um, 68 is the next slide I want to show. I just showed that one. Did I go backwards? 72. And this is in a PowerPoint that any of you can have if you want. So let's start at the beginning. Let's open a little nano voice. You can see the raw data. You have to say this is um, not for anything legal. It's not... um, diagnostic. So we type in a name, we stick a microphone in some in front of somebody else, and it begins to fill up. Now I've been keeping track of what people wanted to know about. There was Obama stuff, there was um, in the chat, but one of the biggest things that people wanted to know about was Stormy Daniels. And so we did some things on Stormy Daniels. She is Stephanie, somebody or the other, who claims to have had sex with Trump. So let's look at her. And the first thing I want to do is read. I'm going to read what the computer says about her when she was talking in an interview. And all this is on our site. This is the computer printout I couldn't believe it let me get to it here I'm rolling scrolling down here the computer says if well good grief the computer printout is not here it isn't (laughs) but the computer said if you had to lie you would because your idea of the truth is not like other people's idea of the truth. The computer said that. That's just incredible. Did she have sex with Trump? Her voice says she did. And people really want to know the truth about that. Now, why? What is the issue? Why is that important? 
nobody's speaking up. I don't know why that's so important. Or I don't know (laughs) why people think that's so important. Well, they also want to know, did, um, was Stormy Daniels threatened? And according to her local print, she was not threatened. According to her lawyer, this is her lawyer talking about it, intellectual exercise for him lacks purpose that is tangible, mostly an intellectual. Look at how high that ego is. So he's talking about this and what he's showing is ego, 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 ego. I don't think he was um, telling the truth at all about what was really going on. My personal opinion is that he paid her the hundred of uh, the Cohen paid the hundred and thirty thousand to keep her shut, her mouth shut, and somebody else came along and paid her a couple million to open her mouth to just really embarrass Trump. And my hidden agenda in telling you this is in court and I've been in, in court with seventeen people, defendants who tried to steal our stuff and I used my ears to help know where to go. But in court, and this is an important piece of information, if they lack evidence, if they lack substance, they're going to attack character. Now, what are they doing with almost everybody that they're bringing up? Look at this Mueller thing. We've spent millions of dollars and a year and a half over something as stupid as Russia collusion and still no evidence, no anything. Why is the truth so important there or not truth or whatever? Millions of dollars to run down, what, a rumor? It's It's gotten to the rumor now of the hotel and people peeing on each other. They started out with collusion. Collusion's not um, not a against the law. I mean, what is going on? And here we are, truth again. And Joan puts in here she wants to know about the press and how to go about them. Well, we can't because most of the time the press doesn't talk about what they did. Um, there is some. We do have some press here. When we looked at. Um, Dylan Davies. He was the one that came out with Benghazi afterwards, and he was on 60 Minutes. He was telling the truth. He has a very strong foundation. You can see at the bottom. And the reporter that was um, asking him questions was also telling the truth and he got his book deal dropped. It was about the um, truth about Benghazi. She, Cheryl Adkinson, I think, um, she got fired, and he lost his book deal and had to go into hiding. So that's where they were telling the truth in that case, but they both got punished for it. The other one is, let me see if I have it, Megan Kelly and Alex Jones. Megan Kelly, according to her vocal print, she's a reporter, was on Fox. 
she was trying to interview and suck up to Alex Jones. A look at Megyn Kelly's file. This is ridiculous. F, the note of F, which is you've got a plan, and it's totally emotional. So Megyn Kelly thinks that based on her looks or her emotions, and she's much smarter or more manipulative than Alex Jones, that she can go in there with one note, and that's a sure lie, and get to the real story. But that's a column view, so I want to introduce the numeric view here. And we're looking at one, two, three. We're looking at six layers of frequency. Notice that nothing is at the bottom. No foundation for what she's saying. And that's at minus three. Nothing there, no foundation to what they're saying, what they're believing, or who they are. Minus two octaves, that's the control octave. Very few frequencies there. She has a score of 13 on ego. 42 is normal. So we go looking at octaves of empathy. Not much there at all. She doesn't care what she steps on or where she's going. We also have one of her and Hanoi Jane, Jane Fonda, where she shows absolutely no empathy but in her vocal print, but... The empathy of her words is quite clear. It, it's just all fake. We look at zero octave, and that is naivete. She has a score of 296. Remember, 47 is normal. In naive, note of F, balance between perception and action. So she just thinks she can totally get away with this. I just think it's incredible. And then um, one, the first octave, that's um, fantasy. Her ego is 22. And then the next octave up, godlike. People who have stuff in godlike octave think they know best for you. They know what to put in your portfolio. They know which car you ought to buy. They are trying to get your vote with manipulation. So watch out for those people who have a lot of information, a lot of numbers in that very top octave. And we give examples of this in the book. If you were looking at this one, Richard, what would you say? Well, I was, as you were saying the words, with that there's absolutely no foundation to what she's saying. I mean, there's almost three layers of no foundation, no, not much of anything down there. Uh, I would use the phrase, you know, she's tripping. <laughs> meaning like you said she well i mean she's just based on it's a middle it's amazing how you know that f is at 296 on the i'm you know in a fantasy that i can do this or pull it off or i you know i don't know what i can't say it's lying but it's certainly she's in fantasy land i mean really so large it's amazing yeah she's a one note wonder <laughs> that's a good way to put it Here's one from Anderson Cooper, his byline for Stormy Daniels. There's his information, and look at everything missing. There's big skips in these octaves that we're looking at. Now, he does have a foundation. 
then he skips control, he skips infant um, empathy, and he goes straight to naive. <laughs> Do you find that funny? Wow. Very little foundation, and he goes straight to naive, where it's F sharp of taking a plan and carrying it out. His score is 106. And then G, making something physical out of it, his score is 171. But this one surprised me that he doesn't have anything in ego. So this means it's amazing. Was not, wow. Yeah. It means it was not his idea. Somebody else came up with the plan, and he's totally naive. Some of the questions he asked was just incredibly naive. He has lots of stamina. I did his um, several times and compared him to other people. This is Gwen Olson's chart, and look at all the numbers everywhere. Wow. Strong foundation, strong control, strong empathy, very little naive, a lot in fantasy, and she does state that right out front. I'm hoping that what I'm bringing to you by being a whistleblower um, will change your life. But one of the things you want to look for is can you get to everything by just crossing over one box. This is filled with 12 boxes, six deep. And where would you see what she has separated out of her life? Can you see it? What's A-sharp? What's that whole row of A-sharp down there? Yes, it's only that's got 17 and nothing else. That's spirituality or the other side of that is management of large groups or large thoughts. Hmm. So she has a good start, but a sharp, you're right. You can get to other things here. You can get to almost everything, but one little thing right here. See this 20? It's totally Mm -hmm. separated. That's her weak spot. She's not sure about this. It's separated from the rest of her voice. So when you look at the note of B and you look at that chart we just gave you a link for, the note of B is a love of humanity, but not necessarily one person at a time. So she would be really good at dealing with groups, a lot of people at a time, but not necessarily counseling one person at a time about how medication might harm them. So we're looking at a naive perspective about that note of B. So uh, Gwen has been chased out of the country. I don't know. She's been on our show many times um, with the idea that Big Pharma is trying to uh, teach your doctor how to manipulate you. And she dropped out of being a drug representative because they were not making her lie, but I guess it is making her lie, Uh, making her push medicines on doctors and then insisting uh, with the doctors that these children, well, everybody get on medication at a very early age. So, and the, the quote is, and it's, it's even hard to believe that the drug company would teach their people, get them on medication the first day of life because we'll do enough damage there that we'll have a customer for their entire lives. 
she dropped out of that world even though it was making her very rich. And you can see she just has a very solid perspective. I mean, there's some holes. We're all human. We have some holes here. But you can look for the weak spots. And, you know, I'm telling you how to get around your children or your husband or your boss. That's their weak spot. And they can be very tender there or they can be very protective or they can just be outright bitchy about that piece. So if you wander in there, be careful. I was going to do Scott Pruitt. Um, we only have seven minutes left. I will do it and send it out to you folks. But I want to show you how you would go about doing it. The first thing you have to do is find something about Scott Pruitt. Um, oh, that's Comey. This is Scott Pruitt. And mm. so one of the ways that we can do this is start with audacity. Because with audacity, and that you can download this from our file, audacity, it, you can start and stop it. You can't do that with um, the little nano voice. So we're going to start and stop using his voice. One of his top aides says he drew the line. I refuse to do it, and once again, I think that was uh, the beginning of the retaliation. Stop, that is the... With head of security. Oh, I gave. I put up the wrong thing. Stop! Stop! <laughs> That's the whistleblower that says Scott Pruitt is lying. So, would you rather listen to a whistleblower or lawmakers? Is this? Yeah, he talks here. I just had the wrong one up. And we have a textbook on how to do all of this. It's under Sound Health. Downloads, radiation. And every bit of what I'm telling you here. I've got too much open. I can't get to where I want. A new textbook, and I just put it up a couple weeks ago. It tells you every step of how to download the audacity and to use all of this. Just soundhealthoptions.com downloads radiation. So we're opening the audacity. That's the commercial. Boy, there's so much to cover here, and I didn't get to much of it. This is where these people are going to be asking him um, about his EPA life. Administrator Scott Pruitt under fire today on Capitol Hill. Unfortunately, you've become the poster child for the abuse of public trust. Pruitt defending himself and hitting back. Those who attacked the EPA and attacked me are doing so because they want to attack and derail the president's agenda and undermine this administration's priorities. I'm simply not going to let that happen. But members of Congress in both parties not accepting his answers to tough questions about a $43,000 secure phone booth he installed in his office, 24-hour security for trips to Disneyland and the Rose Bowl, and $163,000 on first-class flights. So are you going to reimburse? Are you going to, what are you going to do about The travel office and the security team determine where I sit on a plane. With all due respect, I may be elected, but I'm not a fool. That's really a lousy answer. Pruitt acknowledged he started flying coach, but he called other allegations false. Facts are facts and fiction is fiction. 
And a lie doesn't become truth just because it appears on the front page of the newspaper. Does the president still have 100% faith in you? So far, Republican leaders have avoided criticizing Pruitt, who's gutted Obama-era environmental regulations. Okay, he's done a lot of things that he shouldn't have that we have talked about here before, and I just lost it. Okay, here it is. Um, we can cut out the first part of it. Just roll over it, and all the instructions there are in the book. You just do a little scissor snip. And now that I have it here, oh, I have to say stop. The hardest part of all of this is finding something that's decent enough to use. So as we play this, it's very short. Derail the president's agenda and undermine this administration's priorities. I'm simply not going to let that happen. But members of Congress in... This says, but members of Congress in... But members of Congress in... But members of Congress in both... So we have to cut out the other people in what we're doing. I'm just using... Parties not accept... Office. Parties not accept... Office. So you just kind of have... Parties not accept... I want to chop this out. Clip. And office and the security team determine where I sit on a plane. With all due facts and fiction is fiction. Office and the security team determine where. So it's right here. She's saying, with all due, I didn't catch it. So you just go back and listen carefully and only get him. Fiction is fiction. And a lie doesn't become truth just because it appears on the front page of the newspaper. Okay, so we have to cut out this. That takes a little bit of time, and it's aggravating to try to do. We need to export as audio, and I know we're going to go over it a little, Richard. I should have had this done already, P-R-U-I-T-T. And we'll say that's one. Now, this is all his, and we can bring up the little nano voice. Well, Howard Hughes, how did he get on there? That's just too weird. <laughs> That's just crazy. Okay, so we can play this again and again and again. It doesn't matter the words are choppy and they don't make any sense, just so it's his voice. Well, that is totally crazy that that won't play now. I'll start a new one. I'm feeling really pressured for time here. Rail the president's agenda and undermine this administration's priorities. I'm simply not going to let that happen. Office and the security team determine where I sit on a plane. With all and fiction is fiction. And a lie doesn't become truth just because it appears on the front page of the newspaper. Rail the president's agenda and undermine this administration's priorities. I'm simply not going to let that happen. Office and the security team. Okay, as I go through this, I would go back and, and take out these little pieces right here where the mic's being moved. And I'd make this cleaner, but for our purposes right here, this is okay. We look at... What's his most agenda? G and G sharp, and this is emotional, physical issues. His house, his car, and they're talking about a plane. 
But G and G sharp go back to that little list we gave you. But we also have a lot of ego here. But most of his concert, he's feeling really emotional about this. So let's go look at his numbers, which is what Richard says. These numbers are scattered. They hang together a little bit. We probably could get to most everything. We can't get, well, we could if we went that direction. But see how many moves we have to make to include all of these? What's his strongest, his strongest octave, Richard? G? Well, oh, octave. That's no octave. Which octave right. is filled in most? Zero. Naive. 66 yeah, ego I... under control. 53 under my way, under the control, minus two octave. That's all control. But there's no filler over here. He feels out of control emotionally. Then you jump up to naive octaves, 137 under G. He's trying to get a tight grip over something in control. Is he lying? He certainly is not telling all of the truth. He is too scattered. There's a bit in fantasy, although I don't give a lot of credence to just ones. Notice that we have 544 hits. It did its own thing when it comes to 500, the first breath. Somebody asked me, is he telling the truth? No, not all of it. Does he have a strong foundation? No. Is he trying to be in control? Only where his ego and his form of justice is concerned. What is his weak point? Probably G-sharp. Does he know he's not going to be able to get that G-control? Yes, he does. He knows he's dealing with a losing battle. This will tell you that he's probably not going to stay in the position very long. We could go on. We could do his whistleblower. Um, we could see what the computer... Let me put him in here. We have to put a name and see what... The computer says about this, I just gave you my interpretation. And I feel like I've really, really hurried here. We have over 500 other um, videos about how to work with this. So you can go back and listen to some of those on Blog Talk Radio and Vimeo. Now this is right out of the computer. Your highest note is associated with your expression what you consider to be your physical domain. domain, Having dominion over everything physical resides with this note. That's just what they're talking about. Um, first class plane tickets. Your stamina to get things done is admirable. You think that feeding a mind is important as feeding a body. You're aware of how painful, th painful thoughtless words can be. Others see you as having leadership potential, but they resent you for the same reason. Richard, you listen to his life story. Does this kind of come out that way, or is it very different? It's along these lines. You know, he's very driven. He's very uh, self-possessed. I think that it's interesting here that the uh, one of the lines in the report is, your highest note is associated with your internal perspective of service to self versus humanitarian needs. Very nice. 
where would you think that comes up in his chart? I don't know. Service to self, note of C. Ah. No, little note of B. B is service to humanity. C is service to self. And there we have it. Yeah. And he's trying. I would say based to, based on the story, based on the the story of his life that I listened to, that right there tells me the story. He's interested in service to self, so he doesn't care what he does to the planet. Uh, he cares about as long as it's to his best interest or moving him forward. Or I'm not sure what my interpretation. These are all my words. I'm not reading off of what the report's generating. I'm just saying from having listened to his story. Makes sense. Well, there's a controversy here. Uh, tied with his ego is his own sense of justice and what should happen. We found that in O.J. Simpson. He thought he had a right to murder O.J. or murder Michelle, whatever, whatever her name was. Now look at the difference here. Think and feel. He's caught between the two, head and gut. Remember the top yellow was head, the blue bottom was gut. So he second-guesses himself all the time, and he's going to lose this battle, my prediction. Wish we could go on. We're out of time. Uh, There's lots more on our website about liars, liars, liars. Um, I don't have the slightest idea who's coming up for our Sunday show. Do you? Oh, I do, the marijuana lady. The Emily O'Brien, the person who has a formula to, you know, give people hope of neutrifying their nervous system instead of just using drugs. So it'll be a great show. Great story. She's going to talk about this thing. She's invented powder uh, that takes the good parts of marijuana. And although some people think the hallucinated part's a good part, but she's talking about the medicinal part. It should be a great show. Thank you for listening. If you want to know more, join us in more classes. And for all of you that are on with us, um, we will send you last night's class. And Jocelyn, I will send you Paul Offutt's information um, if you'll send me your email address. And I'm just sherryedwards at gmail.com. But we have hundreds of these that we have discussed. And so they're on Vimeo under my name or bioacoustics and they're also where can they catch this on log talk radio in a few minutes you can find the audio replay of this by in about uh, 10 to 15 minutes after i click end you can go to soundhealthoptions.com click on the radio tab and then click on the blog talk archive player and the last five shows that we're done are there in the player and you can also go to iTunes or your podcast aggregator of choice, Pocket Cast, Stitcher, Dog Catcher. I could do a whole show just saying names. Um, and click on uh, choose any of those and search for Sherry Edwards. And are we over 700 hours now? I think you started a rumor that we're over 700 hours of shows uh, available. So you can search for Sherry Edwards anywhere in any of those and the shows will come up and this this show it takes a little longer for the podcast aggregators and iTunes to get it it's usually an hour to five hours depending upon the load and I will edit this and have it up so you guys can use it as a a study thing if you'd like um, and there's incredible information in the news 
all the things that we've talked about and more under In the News, lots and lots of articles. Please share any of those articles you think people would be interested in or they need to know. We appreciate you helping us spread the word. Thank you for being here. Uh, For those of you, um, please join us Sunday. And I apologize to those that the link was not live. We will take care of that. We have some new people, and we have some people off ill. So the um, we could end the show here, and then I want to talk to somebody left me a message. Uh, okay, I about- will end the blog talk radio side, so you'll hear the theme music in just a moment, and we'll see you all on Sunday with Emily O'Brien. That's a great story. All right, everybody. Bye-bye over at Blog Talk. Later.